often beats with Clint. Ew. Uh, you know, finding out that when you go to get some Thanksgiving dinner and there's no macaroni, it's like finding out a child isn't yours, you know? It's a... So one thing you look towards most gives purpose to the day, gives purpose to the event. It's like a it's like a child's birthday that you find out is not yours. It's like ah, oh. you know I was uh, looking forward to this, and I guess I'll go fuck myself. Welcome to episode eighty-five of the Often Be podcast. I'm your host Clint, and yeah. 85 South, D.C., Young Fly. Uh, it's been a while since I've made one. By a while, I mean long for me, like a five-day stretch, you know? Starting to get in the swing of things, you know, get caught up on some things. Um, Yeah, so let's get it started. And I could probably do a Fergie National Anthem right now, and people would be like, hmm, sounds about right. We couldn't tell the difference. Uh, especially when your lips are thinner than, you know, your margin for your temper tantrums to happen. Get real close. Every time I, like, stretch my mouth, it literally, I would only assume, feels like getting your anus stretched out and the after effects. Keep it pumping. Uh, but yeah. You know, I, th- I really do think uh, politics would be a much more bearable thing to talk about if we treated it like mowing your neighbor's lawn. Yeah. Look, you know, you don't know your neighbor's schedule, working a lot, working on the weekends, rains on the weekends, you know, you don't want to put a open gasoline tank out there, just, you know, making sure you... Make sure the fire ants don't overtake the seeds, but, you know, you be a good neighbor. State Farm is there, except uh, when you want an extension on your car payment, then they are not there for you. They do not give you that discount double check. They're just like, eh, how about you shut the fuck up and let this count to your account and take accountability, you piece of shit. But don't be like State Farm. Be like a good neighbor. If your neighbor's lawn is a little high, you know what? Just uh, while you're mowing your lawn, just accidentally gloss over it. Take a few extra minutes, get a few patches. Just get it started. Or, you know, just yell to a neighbor like, hey, hey, do you want me to mow your lawn? You know, and they may like, hey, you know what? That would be much appreciated. And then after you mow their lawn the next day, next time you see each other, you can meet up and discuss future plans of uh, the schedule to make sure you guys mow your lawn on the right days of the week, you know? You know, mow the other person's lawn if it bothers you that much. And then once you do it, get the job done, get the task at hand. Instead of just talking about it and bitching about it, just... Get the job done, and then discuss how we can avoid it becoming as big of a problem as it was. You know, fuck a HOA. 
One of the things why. I don't know if I would ever want to be a homeowner. Will I be a homeowner? I don't know. By choice? Even if I had the choice. It doesn't seem like a very desirable thing. I've never met a homeowner that's like, dude, it's 100% all profit. It's 100% the greatest thing ever. Even people that are in real estate are like, yeah, you know, it's cool, but you're just basically moving money around. That's all like real estate is when you're buying and buying and selling and selling and having tenants and shit. It seems exhausting. I don't want that much responsibility. And I know it's not cool to say that you don't want responsibility. But I think it's okay to just be like, you know what? It just seems unnecessary for your means and lifestyle. Now, look. I understand you want to own property. And maybe it makes sense after a while, you know, to at least start paying money on a place that you can pay off and then sell in the future and all that shit if you're that deeply invested. But the reality is most of us don't want to call the exterminators all the time. Most of us don't want to have a sewage leak and smell our own shit coming down and be like, man, really need to change my diet. Uh no one wants, you know, to see pipes at the top of their house. No one wants to go out in the backyard and smell shit. No one wants to have to replace the roof every four, five, six years to make sure they're up to date to standards. No one wants to make sure you clear out cars in the driveway, which why the fuck is anyone else's business if it's your own fucking cars in your own driveway? No one wants to do that. But when you own a home... These are responsibilities that you have to entail to. And I understand it's not just about yourself. It's about everyone around you. It's about thinking outside of yourself. But as someone that does a solo podcast, why the fuck would I give a fuck about anyone by myself? But yeah, mowing your lawn is like politics. If everyone treated politics and we would actually get to the root of the problem and we actually fix shit. If we just looked out for each other and tried to solve each other's lawn issues. But hey, what the fuck do I know? That's why I'm not a homeowner. I used to mow a lawn once or twice in my lifetime. It's a pretty nice experience. I've accidentally mowed the neighbor's lawn. Were they happy with it? Not really. Because, you know, they like to do the whole professional shit, you know. But uh, that's what happens when you just drive through it and not talking about the water. But work is work. Work, 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 work. And that's what happens when you get some child's play from depending on your view. But yeah. You know, uh, there's also this fascinating thing. Uh, I was listening to some... I think I was listening to a podcast ran about something. And they take email, they take emails and stuff. And this lady emailed into the show and was basically saying being in a polygamous relationship makes you the most secure person in the world because it forces you to drop all your insecurities that monogamy forces you that only people in monogamous relationships force themselves to abide to because they're afraid they actually tap into what they really feel. Essentially that 
only insecure people are in monogamous relationships. And if you're in polygamous, you are actually the most, you are the least insecure as possible because it requires you to be secure. To not be jealous and all that shit, right? Which is fine, you know? But I look at polygamy like drugs, you know? Not something you should promote to kids. You kind of just let people figure out that as they get older. What works for them, what they tolerate, what they can tolerate, how often they tolerate. You know, I think it's a weird thing to promote uh, certain things of that nature. It, it's one of those things where you, there's certain things that should just be left for a choice, but shouldn't be advertised. Like, I'm a believer, I don't think religion should be advertised, type of thing. I don't think it should be... Um, I don't think it should necessarily be taught like at a really young age, just personally. I'm not saying it's bad or nothing, but I think there's certain things that should just, you shouldn't condone it, but you shouldn't either, but you shouldn't also disown it. It's one of those things where people should be able to make their own choices type of thing as they get older. But it's weird to me how, uh, Polygamous, polygamy, uh, quote unquote, advice. They try to convince you that if you decide to, yeah, you know, I don't like four other guys' dicks and my girlfriend at a time. And I know people say, it's not that, it's this trust factor and all that. There's open communications. Like, yeah, they're openly opening up for four other guys' dicks to go inside them. Look, teach their own. I understand relationships are palpable. I understand that relationships are very complex. I understand people have open relationships and stuff. And that's cool. But I think it's weird to try to convince and have seminars to teach 12-year-olds that, you know what, you should really try to fuck four different people at a time and be in multiple relationships at a time type of thing. I don't think that's really something you should pass on down. That's something that life experiences. And that may be just something people want when they get older. That's something adult, adults should make decisions on. That's not something that we should pass on the kids. We understand that you shouldn't... We understand there's a reason why there's anti-drug programs and stuff in school. Because for the most part... Drugs are not good for you overall. You know, severity of drugs, blah, blah, blah. But there's plenty of... But it's weird, because the older you get, you notice people, when kids move out of the house, you know, they kind of go back to their younger self. They start doing a lot of stuff they did when they were younger. They start drinking a lot in a fun way. You know, not like alcoholic type of shit. They start smoking a lot more weed in the house because the kids aren't around. They start, you know, uh, doing a lot of things. But they wouldn't sit there and tell their 14-year-old kid, they'd be like, hey, come join the party. It's a weird thing. I just, you know, I really think there's certain things that should just be led up for an ind- for an individual as they get older decision making. Drugs is one of those things, you're not going to tell your 16-year-old. You're probably going to be realistic, but like, look, I know you're going to try some shit. 
But just know, there's a reason why we tell you not to do it. Or at least try to make sure you're in control when you're doing it. Because when you don't have control, it completely fucks up your life. There's there's a lifelong evidence to prove that otherwise. But you're realistic with it. Like, look, I know you're going to do it, but I can't sit here and tell you, like, look, if you don't do this, I'm going to hate you. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. No. You're realistic they're going to do shit. You're realistic that your daughter's going to get fucked a lot. You're realistic that your son's going to get an STD, get someone pregnant that you wish they didn't. Then you're going to have to deal with a daughter-in-law that's not even technically in-law because they're not even together. And you have to deal with the cunt who doesn't let you see the kids because, you know, she doesn't think you're a good influence even though you're ten times a mother she is. Because she let some bastards from work watch them. That got oddly specific of a situation that I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah. It's a... But you don't promote that. But when it happens, it shouldn't be shame. But now it's like this weird reverse thing where polygamists are making people who have multiple relationships at the time polygamy... All of a sudden, now if you're monogamy, you're the insecure one. And I think, the really, when you look at it, there's good and bad to everything in life. My philosophy, there's literally good and bad to every single thing, whether it's perceived great or perceived really negative. If you have the shittiest luck, you have an addiction with drugs, let's just say. When you get out of that hole of addiction with drugs, you're going to be much stronger and have a much better grasp of what real struggle, what it looks like. People who've never had struggle, the second anything happens, they don't know how to handle it. There's good and bad to everything. You take good and bad from everything. People say if you're monogamous, you're insecure because you there's this territorial quality, which... I, look, I'm not a big fan of territorial things, so I, I get that. In terms of obsessive territory, where like, like when you when you hear people, like in situations with the opposite sex, and I say that because it's honestly not even definitive to one or the other. It literally applies both ways in this situation, where they are told who they are cool with the other person hanging out with. And they literally track them. They're literally like stalking them and shit like that. It's like if you got to do all that, you got issues. And if you got to do all that, you probably should just be with that person. Crazy thought. I know. It's not fun. It's like, yeah, you know, neither is a wasting three hours of your time waiting outside of their house. When they are just going to after work party. And he's getting that working after. But, it's, um, it says, I do understand that there there can be an obsession with this problem. But, those are more few and far in between than the healthy aspects. Like, people always choose the worst examples of worst case scenarios of monogamy. But then they want to refute the worst scenarios of polygamy. Which, for obvious reasons... 
They want to say if you're in monogamy, you're insecure because it's quote unquote unrealistic, which maybe depending on what you consider unrealistic, because at the end of the day, it's really individual between them and the person. It's not unrealistic between two people. Now, if it's one of those two people, it's unrealistic. That's where you kind of go like, oh shit, what the fuck did I do? And people change. Shit happens. I get it. But insecurity goes all around. You can make the argument that being in a polygamous relationship is also requires a lot of insecurity. Being the fact that maybe you feel that you have to accept less of someone. Or a very specific version of someone. Because you have a hard time either being accepted for all that you are. And you want people to pick and choose the best parts of you. And you want to pick and choose the best parts of someone else. Instead of fully accepting them. And only having to deal with the stuff that you only want to deal with. Which, honestly, sounds like a treat. Because a lot of people actually probably try that in monogamous relationships. Where they want to change people to be something they're not. Or they want to specifically... Um... Only focus on what's wrong with the person. Instead of actually loving an individual for who they are. Or accepting that if this is a version of a person you do not like. It could be very hard to disattach from that. And you don't want to hurt feelings and stuff like that. But it's weird how now polygamy looks at monogamy like you're actually the ones that are insecure. It's like, well, there's insecurities in all relationships. You could break it down. Sibling, parents, cousins, fuck buddies. There's a lot of things that are insecurity that are attached to that. Polygamy is one of those things, though, where people think because you are more free and open, you're more uh, open to different way of thinking you're more open to caring more that all of a sudden it means that you're less insecure that you're more secure and although there may be people where that's true there's also I really do believe people because I've had I've talked with people about this stuff and the way they talk about it, it's kind of contradicting. When they say one thing and another, they're cool with one aspect, but not another. And they always try to use it's all about communication. It's like, well, all right, that's a generic thing that applies to all things in life. Communication is literally vital to fucking everything you fucking do with any individual fucking person in the world. No matter what that relationship entails. Like, talk about saying the most common sense shit and being like, that's why we're different. It's like, no. Or, you know, hey, look, I respect as much as if someone, I would rather someone be like, hey, instead of claiming they want, instead of claiming they're all about one-one and then really, you know, they want to venture out and do all this stuff and they're doing it behind your back and all that. Like, yeah, look. It's better to be honest than not honest. So if that's what you truly feel, then truly feel. But it's funny how when people that are quote-unquote considered outside the structure, right? Because monogamy is quote-unquote the structure, religion structure, all that stuff. It's considered the structure, the way we do it. And the, to me, there's also people that just want to 
do something different just to be something different, you know? Just to be a part of something that's outside of, uh, what's the right term I'm trying to use? People that are trying to step outside of the norms, that societal norms, which there's good to that. You know, you don't want to just accept something just because it's there. Like, you should think about why do I want to do this? But isn't it kind of funny how when people that are outside try to tell the people that Concord are doing the normal thing because maybe they actually just want that. They want a stable home one-on-one, but then they try to convince those people, are you sure you're doing it right? It's like, I don't know. We have 80,000 savings. We have kids. Go to a decent school. You know, none of them do crack. I mean, I think it's working. It creates clarity for the child. We enjoy it. We love each other. We respect each other. You know, we communicate, work things out. You know what? Yeah, sometimes it works. But it's weird how now there's a shift where it's it's people that try to demean the norm because it's trying to belittle someone for quote-unquote not being in their true self. Like, who the fuck are you to tell someone what someone's true self is? Because their assumption is everyone truly should be with multiple people or at least have the idea. It's like, if they want to, I mean, but honestly, not everyone wants that. Some people may do younger phases and they get older. Like, you know what? I just want to cheat on my wife in peace. (laughs) And that's fine. The only good thing about being polygamous in a relationship is be like, hey, you you could have people run shifts to mow your lawn. (laughs) You got people have shifts to clean your house and shit. You know, you you have a lot of people to do one person's job. You know what? Not a bad deal. But I don't need to force down my throat. I, I think the more there tries to be anytime someone when a group is trying to force something down your throat, it's really it can be really a turnoff. And honestly, it doesn't make you want to push back against them in a negative way. It just makes you be like, you know what? Do you even believe what you're saying? Because if you truly believe what you're saying, all that so you don't have to convince people that are not your target audience to try to convince. Like, people in monogamous relationships are going to cheat anyways, alright? But cheating doesn't necessarily mean you want polygamy. It doesn't mean you want to just have this open huddle. Like, you don't want a 7-on-7 football, flag football huddle of people that you're fucking. That's kind of a weird thing. That's a very... Talk about polygamous flag football. Pull the flag from behind. It's like, huh, hey, we just add another one to the team. And talk about all-time quarterback, always throwing them open. <laughs> By the way, anyone that's ever had been in, anyone that's ever played in a flag football league, the all-time quarterback is never the best quarterback. They're just either the laziest or they're the ones that kind of put the team together so they feel like I put the team together. I had the idea. I paid the commissioner fee or whatever. I put the $100 down payment for the $250 team. So, you know what? I'm the quarterback. It's like, yeah, but you can't throw eight yards without the ball, you know? Looking like a windy day in Chicago. Not great. 
But you know what? I'm going to put that to the side real quick. Anyways. But yeah. It just, uh, I don't know. I just think uh, polygamy is kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of starting to intertwine to, it, it seems more like instead of putting stuff out there for an open mindedness where, hmm, is this something I'll be interested to? It's kind of like, if you don't do this, you're the problem. You will never be happy. You will never fulfill yourself. It's like, look, there's some people, you got six people, fuck them. It's not going to happen. They're not going to get feel any better sexually. Just is what it is. I don't know. But hey, at least just point all your blame on one person. And then go to therapy. And then accept that you're never going to be happy. It's okay. Nothing wrong with polygamy. You know, it just... I, I, I think it's starting to steer towards uh, teaching very very young people the more and more it's kind of being polygamy is the way of life instead of having it be a possible part of life it could be a path for you hey you know what fuck me because remember as long as you communicate that's all that matters it's like yeah wow that's the best course of persuasion you have is communication i'm sorry unless you have a Unless you have a degree in communication, stop fucking talking about how important communication is. Stop saying that you need to work on stuff that you haven't even have a professed, uh, articulate, you know, degree of paper in. Self-help gurus, man. Can't make this shit up. Can't make it up. But yeah. Alright. So what now? Uh by the way. Two pairs of socks. Um is it necessary? Kind of. Is it something I would recommend to you? If you like the suffocation of your small toes and the ring toe, kind of going numb for forty minutes a time. Then Go ahead. Pull them tidies up. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what do you call a llama who's trying to cross the border? Mayama. That was terrible. That's terrible because it doesn't even make sense. Not because I just connected two words and and properly probably used the wrong fucking version that my Spanish seventh eighth grade class was. By the way, that fucking those fucking uh yo soy oost is it oost or usted those uh those pronoun chart is ironic uh Spanish. So about you used to have the freaking folder chart. In Spanish, that you could actually sometimes use on the test, depending on if the teacher was a massive cunt or not. Sorry, I really need to stop using that word because you know they're just doing their job. But at the same time, they always have the sense of attitude when they see a seventh grade white dude 
in the middle of Georgia come to class and like, what do you mean you don't know how to form three sentences in the first two weeks? It's like, yeah, um, my idea of Spanish is going to the flea market and trying to make sure you don't see someone get stabbed by a sword. At that point in time, that was my knowledge and my awareness to language outside of me i'm a english <laughs> but yeah like i like i barely even know the days of the weeks now in spanish i mean i barely even know the day of the week in english you know the day was a saturday saturday is working against me ah, saturday gravity it all comes down on you when you don't expect it um but yeah yeah, those fucking folder charts are so fucking, you know, look, they're helpful as fuck. Without them, I mean, they just gave me a 70-something just to, uh, you try hard. Which is kind of weird how when you're young, it's kind of weird how trying hard is a not impressive quality. It's funny how trying hard is actually a unattractive quality, and it's weirdly enough. Uh, but yeah, they're like, ah, we feel bad that you're so fucking dumb and you put all this time into it. It's like, well, yeah, because if I don't, you're a fucking bitch to me. Because, like, I remember because I would come after school, eh, ironically, I would come after school into the class and for tutoring. And they always had to open, see what they would do, be like, hey, school gets out at 3.15 or whatever, Show to try to show up here at 3.25, and if no one's here by 3.35, then I'm just going to go home and assume no one needs tutoring. And you wouldn't even have to tell them ahead of time. They would have to stay if you showed up for these classes. Especially these classes that they know people needed tutoring. But, so, I know they were hoping, looking the watch, like, please no fucking cunt show up at 3.35. And here my little cunt ass showing up at 3.32, like, gotcha, bitch. And it would always be me and one other girl and... The ironic part is she didn't need tutoring. She was actually a tryhard, which ironically I found very upsetting and it actually angered me that she was trying hard and she was getting 97s and 98s in every class. I was trying hard and I was getting 72 and 73 in fucking Spanish. But her trying hard pissed me off and me trying hard was wondering, why is my teacher pissed off at me for trying hard? She liked her because she didn't even need it. So you're not so you're not angry that the person that doesn't need it shows up and wastes 25, 30, 35 minutes of your time when you know they know the chart in and out. But someone that, you know, tries to memorize, 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 and I get in front of you, and you just hover over me like, you know, big fella, and you're like, hey. And you're like, all right, how do you say uh, you are... You are the world. And I'll be like, two eras, globe. And she'll be like, oh, fuck you. She didn't let her say fuck you, but you can read in the eyes when someone says fuck you. And I felt it over my head. And it was not even one of those situations where you wish she did. Because she was from Argentina. And boy, they have flair. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think she just hated, I think she just hated, like, guys in general. I think she was fairly recently divorced. Maybe she wasn't, but she acted like someone who was recently divorced. Um, 
But man, like, she would be so, like, what is the point of having these volunteer tutoring sessions after? If you just don't want people to be there. It's like, I know you probably don't get paid for that. I know you're underpaid. And I get that. So your way of being underpaid was, here's a fucking folder. Figure it out. But don't use the internet. Because if you use the internet, you will purposely get it wrong. It's like, I don't know. Seems like a lot of people that use the internet for that class, Google Translate, um, they did pretty well. But yeah, man, I got some 40s, 50s on some of those tests. And I'm not even like an ignorant, you know, person that speaks irrationally about how, how, like, I don't even try to imitate Spanish when I don't know it, you know? Because they say imitation is the biggest form of flattery. It's like, no, and it's condescending, but it's cool. Um, so yeah, I don't even, I don't venture in the stuff that I know is my weak point. And I actually try to study for Spanish, you know. We are the world. And it was just crashing my head. It, it just it just fascinated me. I forgot what the whole fucking point in the beginning of this. But yeah, I don't know. Fuck 7th grade Spanish and 8th grade Spanish. Uh, oh baby baby by the way underrated and by underrated I mean he's actually a really well known artist like one of the biggest artists of the past 15 years probably Um, you don't have to wait on the world to change for this guy and you certainly um, don't have to Ask why Georgia? Why? You can wait till the neon lights and just let the chips fall as they may. Cause that's what gravity will do for you. And you can tell your daughters about it one day. How he uh, made Taylor Swift mad and uh, he made Jessica Simpson and You know, he made made a lot of ladies mad. Which, by the way, respect. The man wrote a song called Daughters. He gets like a 10-year period to act like a douchebag. You know what? This guy writes inspirational music. You know what? Has to give it somewhere. I'm sorry if you get the brunt end of the stick. But, you know, there's a reason why you only have half of his heart. Taylor Swift. Which, by the way, I didn't realize the controversy with that song until a while ago. Apparently, when that song came out, she has some disparaging remarks. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. Literally. He was like the only, he was like one of the few exes of hers. It's funny how with her, like, we just kind of like, and I'm cool with it. We just kind of like let her get away with, you know, look, people been talking about their exes and music all the time. But there's a difference between talking about your exes and music. Shit happens. I understand but it seems like she literally dates knowing she's going to use some fuck shit and use that in her next album and song. And where it's like, oh, all artists do the same. It's like, oh, yeah. If, if Could you imagine if, like, John Mayer just completely, in a song, 
or just any kind of male singer songwriter type of thing. And it was speaking about someone in a negative light. We would look at it differently. Like, it's okay to name drop people or suggest very strongly if it's in a positive or even an indifferent way. If it's referencing something, acknowledging self-awareness of how you fucked up type of shit. But, you know, uh, it's okay just acknowledge, like, Taylor Swift gets a benefit of the doubt and break that a lot of people don't. And at a certain point, it's like, alright, like, it's been kind of the same thing for, like, 12, 13 years. Like, if you're shitting on seven or the eight boyfriends that you've had, every single one, and you don't speak about any of them in a positive light, and they all kind of keep quiet about John Mayer's like, you know what, fuck you. He didn't literally say fuck you, but I'll look, because I'm, look, I've been going on a John Mayer binge. Ever like, song, ever like artists from the early, the mid 2000s or late 2000s type of thing, 2010-ish, I should say, and you just kind of like, you know, their music didn't resonate with you when you're younger, but when you get older, you listen to one song, oh, I remember that song, and Spotify, you started just like going through albums like, man, this guy's got a lot of hits. It's like, oh man, I like these songs. Oh, I like this. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Oh, fuck. John Mayer's been like that for me for the past week. It's a lot of very heavier music than you would assume. You know, there's this perception because he's written songs like Waiting on the World to Change, Daughters, and, you know, it's very, uh, it seems very like, ooey. I'm just out here making a difference. Show him. And there's a lot of actually heaviness to his music. You know, older, semi-continuum album. Um, and as music as his music's gone on, it's definitely developed. And he's an amazing fucking guitar player. But I respect it. He's like, you know what? He he didn't like the way the song, because he didn't like the way like it was Something about, like, the whole process went, I don't think he won the song release. Something with the Half of My Heart song, which actually became a hit type of thing. He didn't like it. He didn't like the whole situation with her. And I guess during that process, they probably did uh, uh, tingle the sensations. And, you know, even with, even with Taylor Swift's most recent album, well, it's not even most recent. It's like half of it's, most of it's basically a reverbage of some things. But I guess that 10-minute song, All Too Well, um, let's just say she went in very detail. Maybe a little All Too Well. Um, great song, actually. Never heard the song until the SNL performance, 10 minutes long. And then apparently she did a short film about it where people did the time lapse. And apparently she did Jake Gyllenhaal. It's like Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal's just out here like fucking being Nightcrawler. And out of nowhere, Taylor Swift's like, here, bitch. He's like, so fucking nine years ago. But it's cool because her, she can't let some go from nine years ago. But, like, if a dude holds on to some for nine years, it's like, grow the fuck up. Right? I think in general, it's been nine fucking years. She should play the song and stuff like that, but like, you're definitely making this like rollout thing specifically kind of veered towards him. I mean, you got to do that look like him, 
people did the timestamps. Like, you couldn't even just get a random attractive dude in your music. You had to get a guy that looked almost ideal to him. And by the way, I'm cool with it. But, it's okay to acknowledge that in some cases, double standards exist and that it is okay. Double standards aren't necessarily, like, a bad thing. Double standards work in favor for others, doesn't work in favor for others. But for the other person, there may be other benefits to that. It just seems like, isn't she, like, 30-some? Isn't there kind of, like, a point where it's, like, maybe her saying that... Everyone else is a problem with every single person she dated. She's the only one that comes out with the victim card and sympathy card. Just maybe, just maybe, she's not always the victim in every situation. Just maybe. But what do I know? What the fuck do I know? And I love Taylor Swift music. But, you know, kind of, but like, be honest, like, I did listen to some of the songs album. And even semi-recent music. And it's just like, oh, okay. I see, like, uh, there's definitely this... I I think I think also she probably has kind of played into it a little, too. I don't think she just wants to sit here and just talk about specific exes that everyone can figure out type of stuff. Like, her life's public, you know. If it's her story to tell, it's her story to tell. But imagine if... A dude did this exactly like that. every album, every song, widely public, and it's very specific. It's not even general. He's talking about something. It's very specific. Like Drake would be the closest comparison, but with Drake, his relationships like they're public, but you know they're not as with as famous celebrities. I guess you could say, with the exception of like Rihanna and a few. So when it's Rihanna, you know it's about Rihanna. He still name drops Rihanna. Or he still makes references. You used to do skincare, but now you do swimwear. Mm. Bars. Um, because those swimwear does make the skin care. <laughs> Ooh. Talk about having skin in the game. Letting it work, 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 work. Um, I guess he's just uh, too good for you. You took his love for granted. I just don't understand it. Funny how when Drake always says he doesn't understand something, when it's pretty obvious that you should understand it. It's like, yeah, Drake actually is pretty clear cut. It's like, I just don't understand why you won't talk to me. It's like, you just admitted the fucking my twin sister. It's like, but you know, communication is key. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, thank you, Drake. I love Drake, but you know what? Taylor Swift is Drake. You know what? See, come full circle. I'm a big Drake fan. You know what? And I just contradicted my whole statement. Drake literally does the same thing, but a little less, a little less specific. He's specific, but you kind of have to dig deep, except from Courtney from Hooters on Peachtree. I'm pretty sure he had to like uh, pay her to pay for a loft because she couldn't show up to work anymore. The funny part is Drake probably never actually fucked Courtney from Hooters on Peachtree. He's probably saw her. He probably chit-chatted with her during that time frame. One night, you know, maybe uh, she bought him a free drink. He's like, KSU Owls, huh? And uh, she's like, yeah, I'm actually, uh, communi- I'm actually a med student. It's like, let me pay for it. She's like, okay. 
So he paid for it, and he's like, ah, that's my free pass to put you in a song. And now she can't go to Hooters on Peachtree anymore because she's a distraction. She's a distraction to the team. And guess who used to be a voice for Hooters commercial? John Gruden. And let's just say, pretty sure he wouldn't mind Courtney from Hooters on Peach Street, because there would be distraction to get away from his distraction, and to clean his image up. Hey, what the fuck do I know? That is episode 85, and this podcast went 85 miles per hour down south every minute that this thing was playing. Um, if the world was flat. I guess it would be like Rainbow Road. It just shoom, just keeps going and going. But yeah, episode 85 of the Off and Beat podcast. It's 4.24 p.m. now. Like and subscribe. Yeah, you know. Uh, put a review on Apple Podcasts if you made it this far. I'm sorry if you didn't make it this far. It wasn't low energy, but you know, pretty honest with myself. It was pretty meh. But you know what? One step at a time and suck some titties and have a great day. Also, don't forget to uh, get your balls checked.